Hello, everybody. Uh, we are about to start the show. Uh, if you are in the Twitch chat, which I don't know where my phone is. Oh, my phone's right here. Uh, you can leave your questions below, and we will answer them on the show as we go. Uh, I also put it on Facebook. So let's start the show proper. You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve, and Sid. Welcome to Trophy Wars. This is episode 437. I'm your host, Tricky Mick. Alongside with me, the man, the myth, the legend. The man's not paying attention to the Twitch chat. It's Alex. I was right. I was right. Let the record show I was right. Uh, we'll get into what you're right about. He brings the awesome every week, and he brings the killer beard that's trying to ma- mimic mine. It's I yield to no one. Hey, you don't come over here and piss on my game. <laughs> you know what? Save it. Just keep it off my wave. <laughs> uh, Alex, what were you right about? Horizon Zero Dawn 2. Bullshit! I called that! Oh, whatever. Let's go back. We need to go back into the historical tapes to you uh, kept You kept saying, I, I don't think it's going to be a launch title. I don't think it's going to be a launch title. Oh, do you remember that? What did I say weeks ago that I was like, it's, it can only be one game, Horizon Zero Dawn. Also, did they confirm it to be the launch title? Uh, no. Actually, I don't even think they did a, uh, a real estate. Yeah, there was no release date. I mean, since it's at the, it was at the end of the show, it was the last thing they showed, you would have to assume, because none of those other games, uh, Ratchet and Clank didn't have a release date, I don't think. Um, of course, the uh, the Miles Morales Spider-Man chapter, that, uh, that had holiday 2020, so that, I mean, technically that could be. But since you, you figure since they showed Horizon last, it would have been, you know, you'd figure that's the launch title, but... Alright, well, you, uh, I guess you're sp- kind of spoiling the entire... <laughs> I don't give a <laughs> shit. Well, at this point, okay, I mean... Well, chances are, a lot of the people watched it before they are going to listen to this. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, I'm a little more forgiving on the, the, the spoilers here. Alright, so let's do as we do every week and give you our updated trophy count. I am level 55, almost level 56. Total trophies of 13,129 with a plat count of 242 in 242 games. That's right, I got two platinum since last week. You guys want to guess what they were? Whatever. Uh, Japanese Visual Novel 1 and its sequel, do. No. I got the plat. I got the platinum in both of the Assassin's Creed uh, recent games, Origins and Odyssey. You've got a lot of time on your hands, sir. Well, actually, I was, as I said last week, I was close to getting the platinum in Odyssey, and I was probably going to have it that night, which I did. And then I started Origins because I knew I was close to that platinum. I didn't realize how close I was to the platinum. I only had to get three more trophies, and one of the trophies was uh, a pain in the ass in Origins, which you had to. You had to complete every location on the map, and apparently I only had, like, five more locations to do that I didn't know about. So I did that and finished it up. Uh, Alex, what are your trophies, sir? You know what? I don't even know why we're doing this segment. We just had a PlayStation 5 press conference of sorts, and... Because we do really a show like prop. Trophies. <laughs> I haven't earned a damn trophy in the last week. You know that. Well, Alex hasn't earned a trophy in the past two months. Well, I don't know if it's been that long. Has it been that long? It would, the last one was the Ratchet and Clank. Um, or no, not the Ratchet and Clank. The Crash Team Racing Platinum. Although, I'm going to buy Streets of Rage 4 probably tonight. So, that list is going to go up a little. All right. Yield. Your trophy, sir. Oh, level 30. Okay. Trophy count. A 6-4-9-1. And I got two new Platinums this week. I am at 107. What were your in 107 two games? My two platinums were Visual Novel One and Visual Novel Two. Hell no! It was Crying Four, The Nightmare Prince, and Wolfenstein: The New Order. Well, okay, one I'll give you credit for. The other one's kind of a baby plat. 
It's still enjoyable. It's trying. Okay. And Sid is level 41, total trophies of 9,772 with 171 plats. And I will have you know that my baby plat is still more cred than those Japanese visual novels. I don't know about that now, sir. Come on, come on. Don't don't start the bullshit. Oh, it has already started. All right, so let's get into what we're playing, Alex. I know you don't want to do yeah, this no, segment. Let, let's not even do. Let's. Just, we got All plenty right. of PlayStation Five games to talk about. Let's go zip to that. No All one's right. tuning in this week to hear what we've been playing. <laughs> I have been playing all the new PlayStation 5 games. Playing them in my head, because I want some of that. Okay, well, yeah, Alex is right. We're, we, uh, we're, we're doing this, like, moments after we watch the PlayStation 5 revealed. So let's go through the news, and if we talk, if I bring up a topic of a game you want to talk about, let's talk about it. If not, we're just going to move on. Uh, the first one, uh, Grand Theft Auto V, was announced for the PlayStation 5. Um, it also seems it will be coming to the Xbox Series X. I mean, duh. Duh. Uh, it will be coming in 2021. And they announced uh, that anybody playing GT Online is going to get $1 million in online cash every month until the launch on PlayStation 5. You know, for all the first-party stuff they had in this show in this digital event, it was a really kind of like a, I don't know, it was a really weak way to start by showing that Grand Theft Auto V, a game that's been out for years and years and years, and yes, I understand it's still, still selling, still popular, but to have that lead into your show, I mean, they finished strong, but their start was pretty weak. I concur. Okay. Uh, but, uh, no, so I wanted to know, do you know? Ha! Ah! There was there was Ashley sighting or someone sighting in the background. Anyway, so we've had the, we've had the trifecta. Anyway, um, oh, any, oh, hold on. Anybody that doesn't that's just listened to the audio version of this, we're alive on Twitch right now, so that's why Yield reacted like that. Go ahead, Yield. I did because everybody else's significant other has made an appearance so far. Anyway, so as I was saying, do you know? Do you have to play once a month, or if you just play once, you get a million dollars a month? I I well they didn't define this on the video but uh I and also let's be clear we just watched the entire event and Alex and Yield barely heard anything because of the setup uh we tried live reacted on Twitch and apparently they were not able to hear everything so if they ask me questions like this listeners uh understand that they just didn't get the information when we were doing the show Alex and I was mystery science theater 3000 it um, they did not say, but I would assume that you would have to log on at least once a month. Oh, bollocks, man. Okay. That's a commitment. Right. I, I was hoping they'd give it to me for free. Well, yeah, but they're trying to get you to play frequently or every so often. I know. So. Yeah. So you get it in the habit sense. of playing GTA again, so you'll buy it for the five. Well, we get it free for the five. Uh, again, they didn't announce that. They didn't announce that? Oh, I must have misread that in the Okay, anyway, continue. The next thing announced was Marvel's Spider-Man's Miles Morales has announced for the PlayStation 5. Uh, just so you know, all this information, all these articles are going to come from IGN because I put together the agenda in less than 10 minutes. That's a uh, record. Yes, Insomniac Games has teased the sequel to its blockbuster hit Spider-Man set to be released on the PlayStation 5 in holiday 2020. Now, I'm assuming every time they say holiday 2020, that's either a launch title or very close to launch, uh, a.k.a. Any, launch window okay. title. So if the launch is in, let's say before Black Friday, I would say any time from October to... January 1st? January 1st is release. Anything, anything 2021 on, well, anything by January through March... Would probably of 2021 would probably I would consider like a, a release window. Everything after that is not part of the new release. That's just my humble opinion. Now, bear in mind, every uh, we did not get release dates for any of these games, like solid release dates, because they also didn't reveal the release date for the PlayStation Five. So yeah, I'm assuming not even a price point. Right. So I'm assuming at this point that the reason we're getting holidays in fall 2020s is because they couldn't announce their release date because then they would out the PlayStation 5 release date. Yes. 
All right, so we did, we uh, did get a release date for 2022, though. Uh, revealed as part of the PlayStation 5 event, Miles Morales is shown to be the titular protagonist of this hotly anticipated sequel, which is called Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. Now, I don't know if this is uh, essentially Spider-Man 2 or this is a Spider-Man spinoff. Either way, we're getting more Spider-Man, and that's not a bad thing. It feels like a spinoff to me, because unless they were kind of developing this concurrently with the um, kind of staggered a bit with the first Spider-Man while they were developing that, there's no way they could have a full-blown sequel ready by this time. Well, not only that, but also Ratchet and Clank. Well, that's what we're going to get into next. But let me respond to you, Alex, about saying that there's no way. That, if they already have the world built, I can see them pumping out another game. If they're not having to build the world and just change the story and, you know, yeah, change, they, basically they gotta skin. they do like mocap work and script writing and all that. Well, not necessarily. If they if they use the same mocap for Peter Parker from the last game and just reskin him. I can see them pumping out a game in a year or two. Tradi- yeah, but th- they used to pump out a yearly game for like Mega Man, like back on the NE- in the NES days. This is like usually for a game like this, it's a two year cycle, at least. Well, it's been two years since Spider Man released, hasn't? Let me check your math on that. I think it came out either late. No, I think it came out like June of eighteen. Did it? Has it been that long? Yeah, September 7th, 2018. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we're going on two years. So, yeah, I can see them pumping out another game. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Yeah, speaking of the future, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart was also announced for PlayStation 5. It's the second PlayStation 5 game announced by Insemic Games just after Spider-Man uh, Miles Morales. A sequel to the 2016 remake reboot of the series. It will be coming to PlayStation 5. Insomniac revealed the game with an extended gameplay look during its PlayStation 5 games reveal event. The PlayStation blog post explains that the game, quote, showcases what's possible for games designed around PlayStation 5's ultra ultra high speed SSD and DualSense wireless controller. Uh, I don't care what they say. I'm going to still call it a DualShock. DualShock? It's not a DualSense to me. All right, so obviously we're all Ratchet and Clank fans, and of course during the live stream, Yield made point out the fact that there was a recent thing, and that I will not be getting that platinum. Nope, nope, he won't. He's done. Just go ahead, and mark it up. Tricky will have ninety eight percent of the trophies. Goonies never say die. I love in this because when Ratchet and Clank Future Tools of Destruction came out for the PS three, everyone looked at that game and said like, "Holy shit, that looks like a Pixar game." And I. Like this game, I we like you definitely get those vibes, but even more so because everything looks so good. And also, like there, if you remember the cover art, I mentioned this in the stream, but on the cover art for Tools of Destruction, it's Ratchet, it's like Ratchet facing away, and it shows Clank on his back and Clank's facing you. You get a shot of that in the trailer for uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and uh, I gotta be honest, it's it like it gave me chills. Also, like, the, the title suggests, like, when I heard Rift Apart, I'm like, does that mean, because they've done gameplay with Ratchet's on his own and Clank's on his own, it made me think, like, are they going to pull them apart? Well, there was a point uh, that Ratchet was falling with Clank on his back. Clank hit the ground, and he looked up and uh, was calling for um, Ratchet. I, I brain farted for a second. And Ratchet was nowhere to be found. It was instead a female lombacks so there you you might be onto something there alex the next thing announced was from square enix and it's called project athia i think that's how you say it uh it's coming from luminous studio and it's built exclusively for the playstation 5 uh the teaser trailer for the game offered no release date, but showed an action-packed demonstration of the game's world, which features huge mountains, monsters including dragons, and a female protagonist. On Twitter, Rogue One, a Star Wars, a Star Wars story co-writer Gary Witter announced that quote he, he quote led a crack team of A-list writers from the worlds of film, TV, games, and fantasy literature who helped create this immersed new universe for Square Enix. End quote. Uh, on the PlayStation blog, uh, it says Project Athia is just the working title of the game. Uh, Alex, you actually called that during the live stream. No, I did. Oh, you did. I'm sorry. 
Uh, it's just a working title for the game, but the final game will be a, quote, vast and detailed world filled with beauty and dismay, end quote. This uh, otherworldly adventure will apparently be, quote, twisted, uh, tempestuous, and forbidden at times, end quote. Hmm. All right. The next game, because there's a lot of games, was co- was a game called Stray. Um, this is coming from... Annapurna Interactive is coming for a 2021 release on the PlayStation 5. Announced at Sony's PlayStation 5 reveal event, the game appears to involve a cat exploring a robot-populated future city. According to the post on the PlayStation blog, developer Blue12 Studio said, quote, our goal is to create a unique experience playing as a cat, end quote. That I'd sounds like you're a starting game. off on the right foot with that goal. Uh, I was going to say, Alex, that sounds kind of like a game for Ashley. I, I, I wonder how many games have covered that. I think you're in a world of your own. Yeah. No, I, hey, I like cats, too. Maybe we could both play it. Co-op cats. All right. The next thing. Sackboy, a big adventure. Uh, this does not look like Little Big Planet 2 or another Little Big Planet game, but obviously it's being made by the same studio, which is Sumo Digital. Well, Sumo Digital, they did, like you guys said in the stream, Little Big Planet 3 and Fat Princess. Uh, but to me, this is them tearing Sackboy away from Little Big Planet. It didn't really look like there was a lot of creation going on. So, like, Little Big Planet, they might be kind of, like, setting that aside and making just a game for Sackboy, like an adventure game. A platformer. So, I, I, I would see this as, like, a game with a campaign or a story, but not any of the creation aspects. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, did we see any creation aspects in the trailer? No. I saw I saw a couple of the the bubbles. Yeah, like but the bubbles was in to, the story mode of Little Bit Planet. Yeah, they could be collectibles. Well, yeah, I, I'm just saying that's what I saw. All right. The next thing we have is uh, what Alex called a bad title for a game, Returnal. Uh, it's been announced for the PlayStation 5 and is coming from Housemark, the developer between behind the acclaimed PlayStation games like Super Stardust HD. Uh, and Resogun and and Outland. They did Outland on the PS3. Don't forget that game. I will never let you forget that game. No, I never played that game. It was Ikaruga style platformer. It was fantastic. So this game, like I said, uh, it might be a play on Eternal because it talks about loops, like breaking a breaking a cycle. Uh, so that the name might be a play on that. But as far as like I like I I don't like the name. Like I feel like they could have done a lot better. The game looks cool as hell though. Like, I'm definitely interested in the game, and I think this is a, a huge step up for Housemark because it's like, okay, so, like, I liked Resogun, but you guys could have been making this kind of game all along? Like, that's impressive. Returnal is a game that follows an astronaut on a hostile planet where she appears to be trying to survive extraterrestrial threats. As per the PlayStation blog post, the game is a roguelike third-person shooter across a hostile planet that alters itself every time you die. Quote, players can switch instinctively between firing modes by using a single adaptive trigger and can get right back into the action after dying, the blog said. So it's a roguelike, so it's going to be hard as hell. Sounds like it. Yeah, uh, um, Housemark. <laughs> Dead. No, I was just going to say Sony, buy Housemark immediately. <laughs> uh, Housemark made a name for itself, obviously, among PlayStation fans for shoot 'em ups like Resogun, which debuted at the launch of the PlayStation 4, Alienation, and Next Machina in 2017. However, the developer announced plans to shift away from the genre due to poor Matterfall and Next, Mach- Next Machina sales. The studio announced that a shooter Storm Divers in 2018, but that project was put on definite hold at- earlier this year. Yeah, so this is a huge risk for them because you go from, you know, a a style of games that you say is not selling as well as you would like it, and then you go to a like I almost it looks like a triple A game, and the amount of money that had to go into that. I mean, you figure that Sony said, "Hey, if this is exclusive to the the PS Five, which I assume it is, if this is exclusive to the Five, we'll fund this." Which I'm assuming is how they the house mark uh, was able to to shift to this style of game. All right, the next thing announced was Destruction All Stars. Which we had mixed feelings. Which we were kind of wondering, is this going to be the next Twisted Metal modernized? Or at least I, mean, I we, said that. We did not think that. I did not think yeah, that. Yeah, you thought that. I, I said, I agree with, I think it was Tricky, who said 
it looks like Fortnite. I like the, the demolition part of it, but the whole characters jumping around and looking like Fortnite, I'm like, oh, hell no. All right. Well, this article from IGN is very quick and to the point. It says it's a car combat action game um, revealed at the PlayStation Vive event. The game switches between in-car and on-foot combat in a vibrant arena setting. That's the entire article. All right. You've, you've lost me. I wondered about if it was going to be on foot combat. Nope, I want car combat only. Nope, never mind. Yeah, no, I mean, like, if Sony was looking to replace Twisted Metal because Twisted Metal is darker, um, I definitely, like, I don't know, I wouldn't want that. Like, with a game like this, if they were trying to replace Twisted Metal, it's because they're like, hey, Twisted Metal didn't sell that well on the PS3, that game. I don't want to say flop, but it didn't do too well. But, um, like, I, I don't think this would be the direction to go because I can understand, like, it's like, hey, this is a lot more colorful, more bright, a little bit more lighthearted, so it might sell better. But I, I definitely would want something like this to replace Twisted Metal. And, and I, and I said during the stream, it, it looks like Fortnite and Twisted Metal had a baby, so it, uh, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to completely shut it down, but there was a, an inherent goofiness to the car combat that I'm just kind of like, no thanks. All right. The next thing announced was Kina bridge of spirits. Uh, it is coming from Ember lab at the new developer with a background in film and animation has announced a fantasy action adventure game. Kina is a story driven action adventure game that task players would find in a growing Excuse, let me read this again. Kena is a story-driven action-adventure game that task players would find in a growing, a team of... That's bad writing. A, a tiny spirit com- companions called The Rot. Kena must also enhance their abilities and find new ways to allow them to manipulate the environment. The team at Emberlab created the fan film Majora's Mask Terrible Fate back in 2016 and consider Kena Bridge of the Spirits to be the, quote, nat- natural next step for them. So there you go. Yeah, I definitely got some vibes of Beyond Good and Evil in this, like Pikmin and Beyond Good and Evil, some mixture of that. Because obviously it looks like you can call on the rot to help you um, complete objectives within the game. And, and like I said, I like I got a, like a big Jade vibe from the main character in Kena. So, I mean, the game looks really good. It looks a lot of fun. So, uh, that's definitely one to look out for. It looks like a game I'm going to be buying day one. All right. Half this list is going to be a game you're going to buy day one. I'm going to say, you need something to play day one. Well, when we get to it, we know what I'm going to be playing day one. You don't even know if it's a launch title. Oh, it's a launch title. I called it. Alex didn't. Whatever. You're full of shit. I called it. Alex didn't. We can go back into the archives. Actually, if anybody's in the stream right now and you remember, uh, let Alex know that he's full of shit. The next game announced was Oddworld Soulstorm. Uh, No release window was given, but it was announced during the event and introduced by Oddworld creator Lauren Landon. Soulstorm is an action-adventure platform game drawn drawn on the crowd mechanics familiar from the earlier parts of the series. Uh, Following on directly from Oddworld, Abe's Abe's Odyssey, uh, new and tasty, Soulstorm will see Abe begin to become the revolutionary hero he needs to save his race. (coughs) Don't get all choked up about it. (coughs) That iced tea went down the wrong bite. Is that that sweet tea? Uh, It is Wawa sweet tea. No, we, we don't have it's, Wawa here, so but I know what Wawa is. It's a, it's actually Wawa lemon tea. I apologize. So wait, is, uh, it, is wait, is it half and half? No, no, no. It's just lemon iced tea. Yeah. So it's not a combination of iced tea and lemonade. No, that would be called an Ar- Arnie Palmer. Okay, that's what I say. I forgot the name Arnie Palmer. I I just think of the half and half. Who's also Arnie, a very famous Arnie Palmer, which is also a famous golfer. Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer. No, no, I call him Arnie Palmer. No, it is Arnold. You're on a you're on a Palmer. first name basis. No, no, I call the golfer Arnold Palmer. I call the drink Arnie Palmer. Oh my gosh, you're a trendsetter. I'll tell you that. There you go. As per the PlayStation blog, the game will see you quote loot from trash cans, pickpocket, and search through lockers for items to craft into weapons and tools to use you sa- to use to help you save your fellow Madukins. Well, I. While you try to unlock the dark secrets behind the brew, end quote. Uh, 
All right. So, yeah, if you're Odyssey Oddworld fan, there is another game coming. It was really good to see at this show so many, like, strong Sony franchises. Like, Sony, basically, uh, they brought the games, and they brought the first-party support. So, uh, I like I like what we saw, definitely. I, I am, I was, that, that's what I said leading up to this, was I wanted to see exclusives. I didn't want to see multi-platform games, and I didn't think we'd get that, and that's what we got, so... Well, Thumbs I mean, up, I want to see a lot of first party, but also, you know, you want to see some multi-platform because they did show off a lot of games, like the entire hours is games. Uh, the next game shown was Jet the Far Shore. Uh, what what game did we think this was when we watched it on the trailer? I don't know. When I was watching this trailer, I was thinking, okay, when's the trailer actually going to start? Because you're showing me just a bunch of random stuff. And I... I Maybe the, like, I think the trailer really wasn't, I mean, who knows, maybe the game, I, I, I don't know what this trailer was really, but it didn't hook me, and quite frankly, I, I think that if they are trying to sell this game, they did a very poor job, they very much uh, did a poor job of representing the game in this trailer. Yeah, the, the trailer promises a story where we'll carve out a future for humanity, haunted by oblivion and propelled by dreams. Space travel is seen as well as exploration of strange new lands. It's set for a holiday 2020 release. All right, the next thing. Ghostwire Tokyo has been revealed. Again, I think that's a, I think we've talked about that before on the show. Uh I I remember the name. I don't remember us actually getting any information about it. But now we have information. It's coming from Tango Gameworks. Uh, Shinji uh, Mikami Studio, Game Studio revealed the first gameplay trailer. Yeah, Shadows uh, of the Damned, Shinji Mikami. It's a first-person spell-casting game where the player uses magic to fight demonic spirits. Ghostwire Tokyo was first revealed by Bethesda. Yeah, I, I thought so. Ghostwire Tokyo was first revealed by Bethesda during its annual E3 showcase last year. However, aside from a cinematic trailer, gameplay details were not shared at that time. We now have a little bit more information as well as confirmation that the game will release for the console exclusively on PlayStation 5 with a PC release in 2021. The PlayStation blog reveals that the Tokyo is under siege for paranormal threats known as the Visitors. 99% of the city's population has disappeared, and it's up to the players to be the city's salvation by using a toolset of upgradable supernatural powers. The Visitors manifest in several guises, including the Amawarshi, A-M-E-W-A-R-A-S-I-H-I, a a child in a yellow raincoat, and Shiromuku, S-H-I-R-O-M-U-K-U, a bride who is unable to marry. These manifestations are rooted in strong emotions such as loss and separation, and each have a unique styles and weaknesses. And beyond the visitors, there are also a shadow group called the Hanya, H-A-N-N-Y-A, mass that must be investigated. So there you go. I, I can't pronounce Japanese names. Don't get on me. No, I'm not going to get on you. I was actually going to give you a, a nice little segue into another game that we should talk about. Um, Which game? So, for those of you who don't know Shinji Mikami and why you should be excited, Shinji Mikami was behind a, a number of good games um, and well-known games, including The Evil Within, Vanquish, God Hand, Shadows of the Damned, and, you know, little little game series called Resident Evil. That I never played any of those games. Yeah, well, you didn't play Vanquish because you're too much of a punk. <laughs> I'll go with that. All right. The next game was Hitman 3. Hold is on, coming time to out. The- Are you uh, shitting me? What? I gave you a setup. Yes, I know, but I'm going... Okay. No, what don't go in order. Sh- Take the segue. All right, segue. The next game announced is Resident Evil 8. The Village announced for the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and PC. Uh, Resident Evil Village has been confirmed. Okay, I just said that. Uh, Resident Evil is returning and will mark the long-running franchise first entry on the next-gen consoles. It was revealed to have a release date of 2021. Set a few years after Resident Evil 7, we return to Ethan and Mia, who now live free from their past nightmares until tragedy happens. Of course, 
Chris Redfield turns up in their life to drag Ethan to a new nightmarish situation. Once again, experience it via the first person's perspective of Resident Evil 7. Ethan will visit a uh, plague a village plagued by horrors, which acts as a wider, more open canvas for fear than the cramped Baker Mansion. Capcom promises the village will also, also will almost be a character in itself, which sounds similar to the approach taken with the original game's Spencer Mansion. There will be new foes, including what appears to be a werewolf, as well as a cast of creepy characters. It certainly seems to be taking more ground fears from Resident Evil 7. And dialing up a notch, Capcom has also promised that the action elements will be increased. Now, when we were watching this, we kind of got the uh, the feeling it was going to be uh, the Order 1887. Well, we saw one werewolf, and it's kind of like, then they had the very gothic, like, um, landscape, the kind of, the, the shot of that landscape. It's like, well, wait a minute, and we all kind of got excited. It's like, uh, are people, are we excited for another Order 1887, I guess? Tricky joke that it was 1887. But yeah, for a moment there, we were excited for another game of uh, uh, from the Order series, if they choose to turn into a series. But this this trailer was probably the best reveal, the best handle reveal, because the way they did it, because on on the screen it came out as the village, and it, and it's like wow, that's kind of a, a plain Jane name, but okay. And then the letters kind of like faded out, and some of them formed an eight, and all of a sudden you saw Resident Evil pop up, and it's like oh okay. Uh, so that was a really way, great way to reveal it, because it wasn't it wasn't evident until or wasn't apparent until the very end that it was Resident Evil. Well, I did say I mean before I thought it was the order. I did say it looks like kind of like Resident Evil, and then when the letters popped up, I said, "There's an eight, there's an eight, and you're like, "No, no, you're seeing things." But but also, would you also say it could be when you you also seriously thought it could be the order? So you weren't. Certain. Oh yeah, absolutely. I like the cattail right in the camera there, Alex. Yeah, Cosmo Cosmo wants to talk about Resident Evil. Cosmo, what do you have to say about Resident Evil? Do you have your microphone too, attached buddy. to your chair? Yeah, because it, it, it can't latch on the desk. Oh, I thought that was pretty cool because as you rotated so the, the microphone. <laughs> Hi, Cosmo. Ow. Ow. All right, let's go back to the... Let's go back to the game that Alex wanted me not to talk about. Hitman 3 has been announced. I don't care if you talk about Hitman 3, just take the damn segue. Yeah, well, you know, I don't like your segues. You don't like my segues, I don't like your segues. Well, there's definitely a wide divide in quality between the segues that I provide and the segues you set up. Yeah, okay. I have to say he's right. Which he you talk about? Alex. Oh, thanks. I've only hosted 437 episodes. Well, give or take. Revealed at the PlayStation 5 event, the cinematic trailer showed the trademark variety of global locations. This will act as a conclusion for the World of Assassination trilogy and will release both on the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 5. It will also launch on the Series X, Xbox One, and PC at the same time. The gameplay trailer showed Agent 47 amid a party in Dubai, supported by his agency handler, Deanna Burnwood. This time, Agent 47 will join forces with his long-lost friend, Lucas Gray. Once again, missions will provide a choice and repeatability, but developer IO said to expect a much darker tone and sense of closure. Hitman 3 will feature six locations filled with creative opportunities, once again powered by the Glacier technology behind the previous games. That technology also means that Hitman 3 will act as a platform for the entire trilogy. Players can import locations from Hitman 1 and 2 and play the entire three-part campaign in one game. All right, the next game we're basically just skip over. I was going to say that while I've never really been much for the Hitman series... Aside from Timothy Oliphant being in the movies, Dubai is a really cool setting for this one. That was a horrible movie. Really, I I've watched both Hitman movies. I I watched that over quarantine. They're not that bad. I think the second one is more of a Hitman movie than Oliphant's, but his isn't bad. First of all, I didn't say that I liked the movies. I just really like Timothy Oliphant. Oh, I do too. That's all I was saying. I, I was very upset when they canceled his, uh, his Netflix series with Drew Barrymore. You mean Santa Clarita Diet? Yes, that was. A I shame. love that show. I love that show. So did All everybody. Right, the, the next, yeah, but apparently not enough because it got canceled. Uh, 
The next game was NBA 2K21. Uh, moving on. Yeah, moving on. Well, they really didn't do a good job showing it. But anyway, moving on. Well, I was about to say, it's not, we're not disrespecting the game. It's just, it, one, we're not interested in the NBA 2K games. And second thing is, they only showed one character, showed no gameplay. Wait, one character? You mean one player, Zion Williamson? Okay, whatever you want to say. Character suggests that they were made up to, like as part of a story. Zion Williamson is obviously very much a real person. Okay, Alex is correct in this. It, it, it showed one player. Okay, he's he's getting technical, but they knew what I meant. Did they? The next, the next game announced was Little Devil Inside. Uh, it's that unclear, looks interesting. It's, uh, according to IGN, it's unclear exactly what type of game it is, but the debut trailer showed... During the PlayStation 5 reveal event, shows two stories being played out simultaneously. One part of the trailer is about a knight who is exploring some kind of hostile world, while the other is an old man living an aristocratic life in Europe. Uh, so there you go. Yield, you said you were a little intrigued with that? Yeah, the game looked interesting in the trailer. A game that Alex seems to be interested in is Deathloop, which was also announced. A gameplay... Revealed at the PlayStation 5 event, showed a great deal of stylish violence as the player character is hunted across the island they're stuck on. The PlayStation blog revealed that it has been exclusively it, it will be exclusively on consoles for the PlayStation 5 with a PC release at the same time. It will release this holiday se- season, so expect it around the launch of the PlayStation 5 console itself. Yeah, as far as like presenting like debuting this game, I don't think they could have done a better job. Because it looks like a fun game, but also the presentation of it, the ground, the grindhouse style of graphics, was really, really well done and fit the the game's vibe really well. So yeah, they presented it about as well as they could. The story centers on rival assassins Colt and Juliana. Colt is hunting eight targets, but is stuck in a perpetual time loop that restarts every time he dies. Juliana is attempting to hunt him down and prevent him from breaking the time loop. To catch, both assassins are played by players. Yes, it's multiplayer. As Colt, you can play through the missions as you would in Arcane's other games such as Dishonored, but a player controlling Juliana may temporarily turn up... Told you it looked like Dishonored. But a player controlling Juliana may temporarily turn up in your game to attempt to stop you in your tracks. If you're not a fan of the multiplayer game director assures that Juliana can also be controlled by AI, so the game can be played purely solo. So that's actually pretty cool. You could be playing a game, and then randomly somebody drops into your game to try to kill you. Eh, yes and no. Usually you don't like randos dropping in to ruin your game experience, but this is one instance where it can be pretty cool, especially if you have to be on the defensive. Um, and, and, like, actually see and study like a person to see if they're actually a player or just AI. Uh, the next game revealed was Capcom's Pragmata and will release in 2022. Revealed at the PlayStation reveal event, the cinematic trailer offered little in a way of concrete evidence of what the game will actually be, but we saw an astronaut, a little girl, a shadow in the sky, and they fought a satellite and landed on the moon. Yes, but they gave us plenty of warning. <laughs> so there you go with that. The next game is Solar Ash. And this Would you is, call me? And this is coming from the same developers that made Hyper Light Drifter. Uh Heart Machine announced its newest newest game, Solar Ash, for the PlayStation 5. The indie studios 2D Zelda like was critically acclaimed, and the team is going for 3D on its newest outing. Players familiar with Hyperlife Drifter will notice some artistic similarities in Solar Ash, which features a mysterious new protagonist exploring an expansive new world. There's a mystery, de- mysterious desert planet, and some gorgeous music, and plenty of room to explore. That's funny. You, you said they, you- they, I mean, during the the reveal, I said that I stylistically got the vibe of that game company for like Journey and also uh, Giant Squid's Abzu. So. That's those are the comparisons I drew, but then again, like Hyperlight Drifter, um, I see that as well. But I, I almost thought it was like a of that game company vibe. Uh, Demon Souls remake was announced for the PlayStation Five, and is being made by Blue Point Studios. Blue Point, um, 
I think they did the the Shadow of the Colossus Eco. They did collection, yeah, for the PS3. But I mean, I, I almost said that. Do you think Bloodborne fans are pissed off that they didn't get a reveal for Bloodborne Two? Because we we were talking about this during the stream. It's like, is this Bloodborne? Um, because the nightmarish creatures and you know the whole the whole gothic theme. But uh, I guess since Blue Point was doing this, that there's always the chance that Bloodborne Two is still in the works. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Demon Souls the first game, and then they they went to Dark Souls? Yeah, because Sony owned the name Demon Souls, and then they went to make Dark Souls games. So this is a obviously this would have to be an exclusive game. Yeah, but then does Sony own Blood the Bloodborne name? Sony Sony owns Bloodborne as well. Yes. Um. Okay. So, uh, if you are a Souls fan. You were getting a remake. Yeah, well, they did the the Demon Souls remakes, or the excuse me, the Dark Souls remakes. They got even got that on the Switch. So I guess it was only a matter of time before they remade Demon Souls. But you know, you would like to see those Bloodborne fans get get what they want in a sequel. All right, and in a game that Alex is trying to steal credit for, Horizon Two Forbidden West was announced. Alex called it. Called it. I, I, I'm I'm gonna. If I have to, I will go back and patch it in where Alex says, this is not going to be a launch title. Look, you know what? Before this happened, weeks ago, it was a show with just me and Yield, and I said, it can be no other game but Horizon Zero Dawn 2, you know. And I said it weeks before that. Anyway, let's get into the news here. Doran Sony's PlayStation 5 reveal event, Gorilla revealed Horizon Forbidden West, a sequel to its critically acclaimed action-adventure game. In a twist, organic creatures are alive again, and through... Ha! Told you! And through something is threatening... Uh, though something is threatening their existence. Aloy ventures far into far-off lands and explores the ruins of old societies in a quest to save the natural world. The original Horizon Zero Dawn is set to hit PC this year, and IGN praised the PlayStation 4 exclusive when it launched in 2017. Uh, Sony explains that the sequel continues Aloy's story as she moves west, where our inspiring machines and mysterious new threats wait. In the trail, we will see some new machine creatures, including giant elephants that an enemy tribe... Giant elephants. Really? They're mammoths. That an enemy tribe seemed to have taken control of and mounted uh, how does on HOD... H-O-W-D-A-H-S. Don't forget the giant turtle. Uh, yes, there was very, also a very giant Very much sna- given the vibe. There, you remember God of War had its own giant turtle. A giant snapping turtle. Yep. And we have confirmation that snap moths are back because in, a, 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 in an underwater sequence where there's a, a submerged, partially submerged, or a mostly submerged building, a snap moth swims over Aloy's head. Which, if you played the first game, you know how fucking hard those things are to deal with. They're super aggressive. Even ranked even ranked up, topped out, then things are still a pain in a butt. Yeah, because when you were trying to use the uh, Tripcaster, they very rarely just stayed down. Also, I want to remind you guys that there was organic life in the first game because, like, foxes and boars and rabbits, you got to hunt all that stuff. Where is it? Was it? For some reason, I'm not remembering that. Yeah, there, there was. Okay. Alright, so... Uh, before we actually talk about the actual uh, console reveal, uh, in doing the agenda, I, it was also confirmed that Control, the game that came out for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, made by Remedy Studios and 505 Games, is confirmed for the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Well, and also, let's just say, in the trailer for Horizon, Zero, Horizon uh, 2, we have Silence back as you would presume the antagonist since he ended the last game looking uh, very dickish. Alright. Let's get into the console reveal. Sony has given a look at the PlayStation 5 controls before, but now I finally have a look at the console itself, as well as an all-digital discless version of the console called the PlayStation 5 Digital Edition. No price or exact release date was announced. Both versions of the PlayStation 5 are due to arrive holiday 2020. The curved design feature features a white shell with a black inside segment. It's safe to say that this is unlike any console we've seen before. And before you ask, Sony has confirmed that, yes, it can be laid horizontally, as you can see in the the pictures below. 
Two versions of the console are available, the regular PlayStation 5 and the PlayStation 5 Digital Edition, which does not have a disk drive and will be purely for digital downloaded games. On a post on the Sony blog explains how the two versions will differ. Quote, the PlayStation 5 gameplay experience will be the same, so the choice is all yours. While there are some slight differences in the look of each model for the overall design, we wanted to deliver a console that's bold, stunning, and unlike any previous generation of PlayStation. Sony also announced a suite of matching hardware accessories to come alongside the new console, including a Pulse 3D wireless headset, an HD camera, a media remote, and the DualSense charging station that allows the charging for two controllers. Uh, and that's the article. So, gentlemen, let's talk about the look of the PlayStation 5. Alex, I will start the floor with you, sir. Uh, I like it. I think that it's it's very... Uh, tradition. Sony has kind of had a traditional look for its consoles, very boxy. And, uh, well, I mean, I, I guess you could say that the PS3, the original PS3, was not very boxy. Um, but I think this looks more sleek than a lot of their other consoles have looked. They kind of had have had that matte finish to them. And obviously this console, I, I made the joke that it looks like Stark's Towers and uh, from the Avengers movies. Um, but yeah, I, I really like it. The, the mixture of colors, it kind of goes along with the controller, the DualSense. I don't know how I really feel about the DualSense until I get it in my hand. But uh, I mean, as far as the controller or the the console goes, it's it's thin, it's sleek. It's it's not going to take up a ton of room. It doesn't look as blocky and as ugly as the the Xbox Series X. And uh, a poll on IGN currently, uh, the question is: Do you like the PS5 console design? Thirty as of right now, thirty three thousand three hundred eighteen votes. Uh, I like it. Seventy percent of people, uh, I don't like it. Twenty percent of people, and I don't care. Ten percent of people. So about uh, only a fifth of the people don't like the console design, which I I would have guessed that more people would have disliked it because it's kind of like I said, uh, it breaks away from like how Sony consoles traditionally look. Um, but I mean, you could kind of stand up the PS2 with a stand, but mostly they kind of have laid flat. This one looks like it's more traditional standing up, is the way it's kind of marketed to stand up. But yeah, I mean, I like it. But I assume that more people would dislike it because it's it's different. All right, I'm going to show my screen to you, gentlemen, because I actually have a question. Uh, let's see. You start sharing screen. All right. Do you guys see the the picture in the in the article? Yes. Okay. So here is uh, and listeners. Uh, I I know that you can't see this, but you go on IGN. You can look at the pictures. Here is the PlayStation 5, and this is, uh, is the all-digital one, right? The, the right console, yes. The right console is the all-digital one. Now, if you look at the picture of it laying down, you can tell that it's laying down on the far right side, on the right side of the console. You see what yes. I'm saying? Now, if you look at this version, it, it does not look like it can lay down. See, I don't know. All PlayStation consoles that have been standing up, which from the two on, you have been able to stand them up. You've been, it's been traditionally said, don't stand them up because it wears out the disc disc drive faster. Well, also, I don't want to stand it up with a disc in there. Not that I'm, you know, turning the game on and then flipping the console, but I just would rather have it lie flat. But, Alex, you see what I'm saying? With the one with the disc, it doesn't look like it can lay flat. Well, then I hope they fix that problem because I'll be getting the disc one. Well, I'm getting the disc one, too. I mean, even though I went all digital, being that I often get games from developers, if they send me a disc, I want to be able to review it. Yeah. The console itself, the design, it kind of looks, if you if you angle it in certain ways, it kind of looks like a, ne- a Netgear router. I, I I pointed this out during the live stream of the reveal, but uh, my two co-hosts don't agree with me. Think I'm I'm stretching it, but that's a V. That's a straight out V on the front of the console. The side, yes, that angle, yes, it's a V. But the ones that we were seeing before, the concepts where it was a V, you don't get credit for that. No, no, I'm not saying it looks like the dev kits. I'm saying that's a V. Yeah, but you still don't get credit for it. Uh, it's not. It's not shaped like a V. A portion of it 
is shaped like a V, but the console itself is a rectangle. Yeah, well, also, if you turn it on its side, Tricky, it's a greater than sign, not a V. Or if you turn it the other way, it's a lesser than sign. It would be a lesser than sign, not a greater than. Uh, no, it'd be a greater than sign. Or it's Pac-Man. I, you want me to pick this up? I, I'll show you the picture again. That no is a less than sign. But is that the all digital one or the one with the disk drive? Because you're not going to lay the disk drive. You're going to have the disk drive on top if that's laying horizontal. Okay, I can't confirm this on the picture I'm looking at right now. But That yes. looks like that. That would be the digital version. Well, no, no. You see where my mouse is right now? That kind of looks like a disk drive that's underneath there. Yeah, you're not going to have the disk drive on the bottom, though, because that means the disk would be upside down. The disk drive would be on top. That would just be, like, weird. No, the disk drive... Look, look the disk drive is on the on right here. Tricky, you're not going to put the disk upside down. Okay, listen, l- listen to what I'm saying right now. Right? This is the, dis- the disk version of the console. This one right here that I'm, my mouse is over. Yes, the, that one. The, the disk drive is right here. That doesn't make any sense. So when you lay it down, the disk drive is going to be underneath this flap right here. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Why? Because then, again, your disk is going to be running upside down. No, that's gonna, it's going to be right side up. If you're looking at this picture with the console standing up right now, you're going to put the disc in with the label to the left. <laughs> Getting back to the point. Uh, me personally, with the look of the console, I'm not a big fan of it. But ultimately, I mean, like, even with the iGen poll, I don't give a shit what it looks like as long as it plays games. And it will. And that's the important thing. It's, it's so right. he brought the games to this show. So now looking at the other accessories, the uh, obviously we've seen the dual sense before. We're now getting the console. What do you guys think of the headset and the new camera? I mean, that's all well and good. I'm to be honest, though, I'm more intrigued by the all digital console because we mentioned this during the stream. But is that version of the console going to cost less? I would assume so, being that they don't they don't have to put a four K. Uh, Blu-ray drive in it. Yeah, because, I mean, even if, you know, that might be a, a more attractive option to a lot of people, because if it, you know, costs, if it's cheaper, but it still plays, like, the games the same quality, you just have to download them. And it's also worth noting that uh, there was a leak, and I'm using that in quotation marks, leak, that Amazon UK uh, listed the PlayStation 5 on their store for 599 pounds. So, overall, uh, what do you guys think? Like, I, I, I mean, did this in any way, I know you said previously on the show, you guys are not buying day one, and I didn't think maybe this reveal would sway you, but has it swayed you at all to consider buying day one? No. No, because I don't want to have to worry about going out and finding it amongst the crowds, because this is going to sell out. It's going to be very hard to find. So I would rather just wait. I'll still play my Switch. I'll play the four still, and I I, I can wait. Um, I like I I was very impressed by what Sony showed. I like the look of the console. I like a lot. Like a lot. I'm intrigued by a lot of the games. I already knew, I have a handful of games that I'm I'm planning to purchase. So I always knew I was going to buy a PlayStation Five. It's just I I never ever get the first batch. I'm never in the first round of purchases. I kind of usually wait within like six months or later. So this didn't do anything to sway me, but it it does make me feel better about Sony's position next generation because we hadn't seen anything as far as game goes for the console. And as we can see, Sony has planned quite a bit for the five. And, you know, I like their plans as far as the all digital console. So, I mean, I like where Sony's head's at. I would like to see them focus more on like cloud-based stuff like Microsoft is. But as far as like software and the look of the hardware, like, I think Sony did uh, had a very nice showing tonight, and a lot, and and I think that uh, I mean Joe from uh, Game Stuff made the comment, "Your your move Xbox," because this does you know if if Microsoft is going to compete with Sony, then it's they've got to bring the games, and I know that they've got Hellblade two coming out, and you know there's going to be a Forza, and there's probably going to be a Gears and the Halo, 
but Sony brought a lot of games in the launch window or within six months of the launch window and Microsoft's got to respond uh, in kind now. All right. Yield your overall thoughts. I don't like the all white console. That's just me. But I, I, I got the game reveals that I wanted. I wanted kind of more exclusives, not your sport titles. And so I was very pleased with this reveal. All right. And overall, I mean, obviously, because uh, I'm a crazy son of a bitch, I was buying this day one. Um, You've already had it pre-ordered. Well, if I could pre-order, I would have. I actually, uh, since we watched it late, I actually had the goddess watch the conference ahead of time. This way, if they announce pre-orders, she could take my phone and pre-order it. Uh, but they didn't announce pre-orders, and they haven't released the release date or anything like that. I would assume pre-orders have got to go live soon. I mean... Y'all better call in sick to work that day and uh, keep refreshing those browsers. Oh, well, you know me, I'll I'll do it at work. <laughs> um, but with all that being said, uh, we do have some questions. Uh, I, I'm looking in the Twitch chat to see if I missed maybe a question. I do uh, want to mention also, Tricky, you didn't mention Godfall among the games they showed, but they did show off Gearbox's Godfall. Yes, they did. I'm sorry. I, I literally I just went down IGN's list of uh, uh, topics uh, and... I guess they didn't write an article on that one. Uh, looking at the Twitch chat, it says Skull Viper Bone says it's I guess it's going to be $500 plus. Uh, I don't know about that. Well, Tricky hopes not because Yield and I said that it was going to be 500 and he said 400 Uh, And then he also said hi. Hello. Hello, Governor. All right, so I put in the Facebook chat that we've watched, that we've now watched the reel and about to go live to record. Leave your questions below. A Homer comes in with three questions. With the games that were announced, which ones are you are are in your definitely to buy list? Ratchet and Clank Horizon Two. Yeah, I would second those. I'd say Ratchet and Clank and Horizon Two. Definite buys, but Returnal and Kenna Bridge of Spirits are also games that I'm looking like I'm I'm very intrigued by because they're new IPs. I I don't want to say for sure that I'm buying them, but I've got my eye on them, and I they will. Um, I I would I would really hope that uh, what I see from the future leads me to buy them because I, I I'm very intrigued by those games from the start. What about Deathloop? Oh, and Deathloop too. Yes. All right, for me, it's definitely going to be uh, the Spider-Man Miles Morales, uh, Ratchet and Clank, um, Kena, Bridge of Spirits. Uh, I'm going through the list right now. And obviously, Horizon 2. Uh, okay, next question from Homer. Thoughts on the console design? I'm not hating the color scheme, but the design looks like Sony's trying to emulate a gaming PC. I mean, we kind of just touched on that a little bit. Uh, do you guys have any more comments you want to make about it? It kind of the color scheme and kind of the look of it reminds me of the suits that they used in to in the um, in the Jaegers in Pacific Rim. The the, the white plastic it, it reminds me of those. But I mean, like I said, I like the console design. So, all right, yield. No, I don't have nothing. All right. Uh, Homer's question. Next question was thoughts on the hard drive. 825 gigabyte was a bit disappointing. I'm just going to do a quick Google search to see if uh, there is a story about this. Because uh, sometimes they reveal it afterwards. Uh, PlayStation 5 hard drive size. Uh, okay. This article is coming from... Okay, I, I don't know if... Okay, I'm not reading that. Uh, there's an article from a website called pocket-lint.com. So I'm not going to uh, read that. And everything else here uh, is a little old past the... Uh, older than today. So according to pocket-lint.com... Uh, 
storage is provided on the storage solitary hard drive rather than pulling the traditional tech hard drive tech used in the PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4. Loading games and pulling assets in-game will be much faster. The storage side will be less than one terabyte will be provided with the Xbox Series X and is set at 825 gigabytes. Presumably, this is the free space on a one terabyte hard drive. So, there you go. I don't know if I believe that. All right. And yeah, I, mean, the last I, I would assume, and you mentioned before the listing on Amazon about a two terabyte hard drive. If anything, I would say that if they were going to have 800 gigs, it'd be for the disk version. And then the two terabytes, if that is true, would be the downloadable version. The one, the um, uh, digital only version. And then maybe that way, since there's so much more space that actually it would even out and they would charge you the same amount for both consoles. All right. And the last question is coming from Jeff Hanna. Uh, Alex, this is f- solely for you. How do you feel about the untapped power stored in your new mesh router? I don't have a mesh router. <laughs> you look very bored. Are you very tired? <laughs> I'm tired. We've been doing this a long time. This call has been going on for two and a half hours at this point. Hey, everybody. It's that time of the show. You know it where we clean this shit up. Now, we love interacting with you all, but we want to let you all know how you can interact with us. You can go to Facebook and check out our Facebook page. You can also go to Twitch. We're on Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash Proving Gamer. If email is your thing, trophyhors at ProvingGamer.com is the address, or you can even call us and leave a message on our phone number, 330-PROVEN9. That's 330-776-776. 8369. If you like what we do here on Trophy Horrors, there are other podcasts on the Proven Gamer Podcast Network. Those are PG Spoilers and Game Stuff. Now, where can you find all of these lovely podcasts? Apple Podcast, which is formerly iTunes Podcast, Stitcher, various podcast apps, Google Play, and you can find Trophy Horrors and Game Stuff on Pandora, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Now, before we leave you all for the evening, we got to share our lovely sponsor with you all. Amazon.com, the world's largest retailer, world's largest online retailer, where shopping is simple from your couch and you don't even have to leave your house. But before you go to Amazon.com, go to ProvenGamer.com first. We have a link to Amazon on our front page. Hit the link. It'll take you exactly to where you want to go to your shopping experience. It's not a huge step, and it definitely helps out the website a ton. So please take that extra step for us. We would greatly appreciate it. If you want to support us on Patreon, we have a page. It's patreon.com forward slash proven gamer. And even if you can't support us with money, we would gladly have your marketing, your word of mouth, your recommendations. If you would recommend us to a friend, a family, a coworker, a neighbor, we would greatly appreciate it. Best marketing we can ask for. And last but not least, we are proud to be a partner with the Humble Bundle. Humblebundle.com is a charity initiative that every week bundles together digital media in tiered bundles. These tiered bundles, you get to name your own price, but it's not quite as easy as that because because they are tiered. You, The more you put in, the more of the content you'll get. Now, of course, it being charity, the more money you can give, the better. But the bundles are typically a very great value, so the more money you put in, it's a win-win situation. That is going to wrap it up for this part of the housekeeping, but that is also going to bring us to the greatest part of the show, shout-outs. All right, so let's close out the show. Uh, let's give some shout-outs. Yield, let's start with you, sir. Uh, Shout-out to Tricky and Alex for showing up and recording tonight. Shout-out to PlayStation. That was actually a really good reveal. And a shout-out to the fans, the pimps and the madams of the Hordle. Thank you for listening, downloading, and joining us tonight. Alex, who we are losing in the darkness Oh, allow me to illuminate with some some love. Uh, give a shout out to the listeners, the fuel to the fire that is Trophy Horse. Thank you all for continuing to support the show and pushing it to even greater heights. Without you all, the show would not be here. So thank you for helping it continue to thrive. Get a shout out to Tricky and to Yield and to everyone watching on Twitch. And yeah, I, I will second Yield and say that Sony deserves a lot of credit because this was a great reveal. Lots of great games, lots of Sony first-party games with a sprinkling of some some uh, third-party studios in there, some multi-platform games. So, yeah, I think they they ticked a lot of boxes here. Like the the console, you know, we we still have a lot to learn about the console, but as far as right now, I think that a lot of people got what they wanted out of this. And uh, 
yeah, last but not least, I will give a shout out to my loving girlfriend, Ashley. And uh, yeah, I love you, honey. That'll be the end of my shout outs. And I want to give a shout out to everybody that stopped by in the stream. Uh, that would be Murderous Murdered Out 615, Skull Fought Your Bones. Kev Ryan just showed up. Uh, unfortunately, he's right at the end. So, what's up, Kev Ryan? Uh, and everybody else who I missed your names in the chat. Uh, I lost the chat a couple of times, so I'm not exactly sure if you were in here or not. Uh, shout out to the goddess. Shout out to Sweet Mama D. Shout out to the listeners. Uh, hopefully, uh, yield next time we do a show, you can give your uh, Platinum Guild shout outs. Yeah, I do need to do that. Because you're now six months behind. That's all right. It's all good. All right. So until next week, guys, happy trophy hunting. Later. Peace. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.